my, my, my. Come on, let's stand up and give the Lord a hand clap. Hallelujah. Praise his name. Let's thank God for a youth choir. Come on now, come on, come on. Come on. Praise Jesus. Our Father and our God, we thank you for a new day that you have made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you for this momentous occasion of worship where we, oh God, in response to your goodness, give you back a sense of your worth. Truly you're worthy to be praised. You're merciful, you're graceful, you're good. Oh God, we give you all the praise, the glory, the honor, and the adoration in the name of Jesus. Now hide the preacher behind the cross and crucify him afresh, convict, convince, if need be convert. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Come on, come on. Give the Lord a hand clap. Praise his name. Praise his holy and everlasting name. I want to give honor to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And also to our youth pastor, Pastor Clee Folk, to our assistant youth pastors, Pastor Tony Tyler, Dan Spencer, Steve, thank God for all of them, uh, everyone who works with our youth, stand so we can give a hand clap for you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brothers. Thank you, sisters. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Valencia, thank you so much, all of you. Truly, God is an awesome, awesome, awesome God. And I'm very appreciative of our young people. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. When you invest in Jesus, it is not in vain. I know the thoughts I have for you, thoughts of good, not of evil, plans of good, not of evil, to bring you to desired end. Amen. And one of my favorite scriptures is in Hebrews 6.10. For God is not unrighteous to forget your labor of love that you have shown towards his name, that you minister to the saints and do minister. Amen. So we thank the Lord again from whom all blessings flow. This morning, I want to challenge everybody on the sound of my voice. I want us in this new year, now we dealt with, we've been dealing with alliteration of seas, and last week we dealt with the crossover, Joshua crossing over to Jordan into the promised land. There's some challenges, there's, there will be some battles and some blessings in 2016. And one of the things that we established last week was they had to take steps of faith. Remember that? Faith is, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Not only steps of faith, but they had to have sanctification from filth. God does not bless mess. Can I get a witness? Yeah. Don't let this culture lie to you. God says, blessed, Psalm 1, is the man, woman, or child that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Didn't he say that? No standeth in the way of sin. There's no sin if it's scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in that law, he does meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of waters whose leaf will not fade. Meaning, God is going to make sure you stay stationary near some water. Can I get a witness? 
and we thank the Lord for that. So we said that uh, there needs to be sanctification for filth. And then third, stones of God's faithfulness. Uh, Joshua was told to put down stones, 12 stones in the Jordan, amen, as a reminder of how good God has been. You ought to have some reminders in your life. Amen? Praise the name of Jesus. And then last, amen, we said that Joshua, on his way to Jericho, first stop, had an appointment to meet with, amen, none other than the Son of God, the pre-incarnate Christ. And that before you go into warfare, you have worship. Can I get a witness? In fact, it was at that meeting that Jesus gave Joshua the keys to take in the city. Can I get a witness? Amen. It was illogical to man. It was out of the realm of man's thinking. But he said, just go in there and quietly march for six days around those walls. Amen. And then on the seventh day, march seven times, shout, blow the trumpet, and the walls will come down. Some things only God can bring down. Can I get a witness? Yeah. And, and in 2016, when we hit these obstacles, we need to walk by faith, separate from filth, and have in our mind and in our hearts stones of, amen, God's faithfulness. And then last, submit to the Son of Almighty God. We thank God for you. Now this morning... We're going to attempt to preach a sermon that deals with all of us becoming kinder, kindness, tenderness, and loving, which, which all are fruit of the Spirit. So if you don't have the Spirit, you can't pull this one off. We need in 2016 to be a little kinder. I want us to be kind. I want us to be tenderhearted. Amen. Amen. Don't be so cold and rigid and angry and upset about everything. Let's try complimenting and not criticizing. Let's try building up and not tearing down. Can, and you can start at home. Start with your husband. Start with your wife. Start with your children. Amen. Amen. But I want us to be a little more tenderhearted. I need more tenderness in my life towards people. I, I know, no, I'm just speaking the truth. I want to be tender-hearted. I want to be loving. I want to be kind. Amen. And I want, all, I want us all to reach for this objective through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. Praise God. This morning we're in John chapter 8. John chapter 8. And hopefully with the help of the Holy Spirit we're going to dissect some important principles here. St. John chapter 8. And my, my operative C this morning is a counterfeit character. We're going to look at a picture of a problem, a picture, a picture, a picture of a problem. Amen. Praise God. And hopefully we will leave a little more tender than what we, when we came in. Praise God. In John chapter 8, I want to... Pick up, if you will, at um, verse 4. They say unto him, Amen. Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what sayest thou? What do you say? This they said, tempting him that they might have to accuse him. But Jesus 
stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. So when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto them, He that is without sin among you, let him first cast the stone at her. I don't miss verse 8. And again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. I'm going to look at this text. We've been here many, many times before. X-rays are medical pictures which are able to penetrate the external and see the internal. From these x-rays, doctors are able to discover and discern the origin and operations of problems in the body. Bone structures, blood vessels, abnormalities are observed and diagnosed by doctors. And spiritually, what tends to be, listen to this, in our hearts, Lord have mercy. What tends to be in our hearts will come out externally through our mouths and through our minds. Amen. And in our motives. Jesus said what comes out of a person, that's what defiles them. Because it's coming directly from the heart. These attitudes of defiance, deception, divisions are deep x-rays of our hearts. Our actions, our assumptions, our apprehensions are all x-rays of a greater problem. And one of the, one of the um, terminologies used in counseling is that they use these, this, this picture of an iceberg that oftentimes when we look at other people, all we see is the tip of the iceberg. We never see what's underwater. And many ships have collided and crashed because of what they could not see. Are y'all praying with me? And all of us are an iceberg. We got stuff hidden underwater. Amen. With only a tip showing. Turn to your neighbor and say tip. Your tip will cause you to tilt. Just hang in there with me. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and so, child of God, we, um, pe when people are condemning, critical, contrary, and always criticizing and critiquing others, they are paralyzed by pride, a presumptive spirit, and they feel personally superior to others. I was looking at the Greek in these, in, these, in these three words. The Greek word for contrary means against, adversarial. The Greek word for condemn means to know something against. And the Greek word for condemn is to, know, is, 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 is to not only to know something against, but to carry out something against. And, and we know that Peter suffered from pride, which accused him. Listen, Peter was opinionated. Yeah, Peter was poisoned, Peter was condemning, Peter was critiquing, always contrary to others. In fact, in John chapter 9, 
Jesus was telling Peter and John about him going away. And he was talking to Peter contextually. And then Peter turned around and asked Jesus, well, what about John? And Jesus said, that's not for you to know. If John delays to come back, that's none of your business. That's not for you to know. Why was Peter concerned about John? And, and, and so one of the things that we, we tend to look at, and we talked about James and John, the brothers of Zebedee, sons of Zebedee, brothers of uh, anger, uh, brothers uh, uh, with thunderous spirits, sons of thunder. They, they had anger issues. They told Jesus, when opposed by religious leaders, let's call down fire and burn them all up. And Jesus said, you don't know what kind of spirit you have. We got some stuff housed up in here, don't we? But the classic is, are the two sisters, Mary and Martha. Classic. Jesus over Lazarus' house eating, teaching, and Mary is sitting at the feet of Jesus. I know all of us think we're Marys. We're not. And Martha complains to Jesus, say, why don't you tell my sister to help me in the kitchen? I'm trying to prepare food. And Jesus tells Martha, 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 two times, Martha, Martha. Let me repeat this. Your sister has shown the better part. You are encumbered with many, many things. What Jesus was saying is at the base, Martha, there's a whole lot of disruptions going on inside of you that's causing you unrest and is causing you to criticize your sister in the name of Jesus. What, what, what is it that we see in this matter of um, being critical? And some people are just critical about everything. Now, one thing to want to push uh, one thing to drive, one thing to encourage people to, you know, to go on, but it's another thing just to be critical. Everything is criticizing someone else, and let me say that that is a spirit. I have this sign in my kitchen. I've had it for years. I took some excerpts from it, and I've read it to you before. And it is an x-ray of certain cause and effect, actions, attitude and actions. And, 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 and let, me, let, me, let me just say some of the things that, that's on that sign. When children live with criticism, they learn to condemn. Let that one soak in. Hmm. When they live with hostility, they learn to fight. When they live with encouragement, they learn confidence. If a child lives with shame, they learn to feel guilty. If they live with tolerance, they learn patience. If they live with praise, they learn to be appreciative. This morning, we're going to look at a microcosm of what is typically inside of us that oftentimes, amen, creates a ruin in our relationships towards other people. And, and, and I'm, I'm a man putting this sermon together. I, I know that, uh, woo, 
we got some stuff up in us. We can use religion to cover up the real us. We can say all the right things. We can speak peace but have war in our hearts. Mm. We tend to give people what they're looking for to be politically correct and not to have the Holy Spirit change or metamorphosize our hearts. We, we are just, we are messed up. I knew I was messed up years ago. I came out of the world and, oh, I was struggling with sin, struggling with transformation, struggling, 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 and still do struggle. Yeah. And God made it clear that you don't have the power to change yourself. You, you need another power to come alongside your power, deprogram your power, and empower you to live right, to do right, to talk right, to walk right, to, 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 to reason right, to, to build up right relationships. As we look at this story, um, I need not, uh, amen, rehearse the obvious. What, what, uh, what I need to do is say that this depiction, this narrative had nothing at all to do with what we typically walk away from when we read this story. This is deeper than a woman caught in the act of adultery. This, this, this story is deeper, amen, than the wounds of a weak woman. This story, in fact, this woman is taken off the hook because Jesus, the Word of God, the Logos, begins to expose, amen, the real meaning of this text. Now, you know, John, the Gospel of John was to prove that Jesus Christ is God. Isn't that right? Uh, St. John is to prove that Jesus Christ is God. Uh, St. Matthews is to prove that he was king of Israel. Mark was to prove that he was, amen, the servant of God. Uh, Luke was to prove that he was the son of man and that had been prophesied through the Old Testament. But John is to prove that he is God. Yeah. Well, we we got to get that theme before we move on. Jesus is God the son and he is the son of God. Uh, unequivocally he is why because in chapter 1 John begins to describe him as the logos in the beginning was the word logos and the word was with God and the word was God and all things were made by him and without him was not anything made and listen out of the logos came life out of life came light out of light came the lamb out of the lamb Lord have mercy came love that uh, uh, earth did not understand love until Jesus came uh, do I have a witness and then here in chapter 2 just to prove that he's God he decides to attend a wedding and they run out of wine and Jesus told him to fill the water pots up with water for ceremonial cleansing. Just fill the water pots up with water. Well, Lord, they don't have a water problem. They got a wine problem. No, fill the water pots up with water. And Jesus then stood there and thought wine. 
Then water became wine, and the, the water did not become wine until the wine servers had the faith to dip. Some, sometimes you're looking for God to do something magnificent in your life, and God's going to do it when you dip. When you decide to take him at his word, when you decide, I'm preaching up in this place, when you decide to move out on faith, that's when water changes the wine. God, God can change your circumstances. God can change your pathways. God can change your blessings. He is a changing God. He meets Nicodemus at night in chapter 3. Hmm. Nicodemus is a bad boy. Nicodemus is, belongs to the Sanhedrin Council. Nicodemus graduated from the University of Jerusalem. Nicodemus is a brilliant Pharisee, meaning he's a lawyer. And Jesus tells him point blank, you need to be born again. Can I get a witness? And Nicodemus is surmising his philosophy and saying, how can a man be born when he is old? Does he enter the second time into his mother's womb? And Jesus rebukes Nicodemus and says, you mean to tell me you are a professor in Jerusalem and you don't know what I'm talking about? Can I get a witness? And then chapter 4, he, he, he gets thirsty at 12 o'clock noon and meets a harlot at the well, one-on-one. -on -one. Can I get a witness? And he decides to ask her, give me a drink. I'm hot, I'm thirsty. And a woman said, you don't have anything to draw with. Why you being a Jew come to me, a Samaritan? We don't have anything to do with each other. And he said, woman, if you knew who I was, you would ask me for living water. Y'all know the story. And at the end, the woman runs away and say, come see a man that told me all that I ever did. Well, why did she say that? Because Jesus said, woman, go call your husband. She said, I don't have a husband. He said, you don't have five husbands. And the one you're living with is not your husband. You're working on number six. You need help. You need some living water. Chapter six, chapter five, he walks up to a paralyzed man who's been paralyzed 38 years. A microcosm of Israel. Israel was in the wilderness 38 years. Jesus comes along and the man says, do you want to be healed? Remember that? And the man started making excuses just like some of us make. You know, victims will always make excuses. Jesus said, look, look, look. Hey, 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 man, stop making excuses. Just take up your bed and walk. You don't need to wait on no angels. You don't need for the moving of the water. I am. The Son of God and God the Son. Take up that bed. Stop making excuses. And in 2016, you and I need to stop making excuses. We can do all things through Christ. That keeps on strengthening us. I'm not going through all of John, but chapter 6. He's preaching on the side of a hill and there's 13,000 people there and they're hungry. And Philip calls a young boy with a couple of sardines and a, a piece of bread, and he multiplies, Lord have mercy, he, he multiplies what the boy had and fed over 13,000 and took up 12 baskets, 12 hampers of fragments, declaring, I am the bread of life. And if you eating anything else, you still hungry. Can I get a witness? But here, 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 here. Ah. 
It says early in the morning, verse 2, chapter 8, Jesus goes into the temple to do some teaching, sits down and starts to teach. And the scribes and the Pharisees, now let me stop Paul's apart because the first thing we see here is a self-disclosure of their pride. Now let me, let me, let me stop that, that um, God will show us an x-ray here. When you go back to the seventh chapter, and I don't want to spend too long, verse 43 said there was a vision among the people because of him. That, and listen, look at verse 45. Then came the officers to the chief priests and Pharisees, and they said unto him, Why have ye not bought him? There was a division, not only among the people, there's a division among the priests. There's a division among the Sanhedrin council. There's a division among the Pharisees and scribes all over Jesus. Jesus is their problem. Yeah, and in verse 50, Nicodemus saith unto them, the Sanhedrin council, Doth our law, verse 51, judge a man before it hears him out? And they rebuke Nicodemus. Jesus. Here's what I want you to see before we dive into this text. Everybody is against the philosophy of Jesus. Mm. And Jesus knows it. He expects it. This culture, this world is post-Christian era. Why are you still hoping that the world will receive Jesus? They put Jesus away a long time ago. They don't want him. There's no room at the end. They take Christ out of Christmas. They take the resurrection out of Easter. Uh, do I have a witness up in the place? We, we are post-Christian era. And what worries me on my birthday is that we are the last generation to be committed to the values of the Bible, to talk about attendance in church, amen, and commitment to the Lordship of Christ. It's in with us. Culture, this culture, this culture which is wicked is going to render a lukewarm church. Churches will close. Faith will fall away. Preachers will be pretentious. Do I have a witness? All you going to get, you better get right now because it's only going to get worse. If the Lord delays his coming, you, you won't get a pure word. Can I get a witness? You're going to get bits and pieces of somebody's philosophy. Uh, do I have a witness? Child, child of God, let me, let me stop Paul's in part. I'm so glad in the 50s and early 60s, my parents made me go to church. I, I'm, I'm so glad, Lord have mercy, that I had to grow up saying yes ma'am and no sir. I'm so glad that I had chores at home. I had to clean the kitchen and keep the bedroom clean and scrub the steps. Do I have a witness? I'm, I'm so glad that there was an authority figure in the house. Amen. When I had my report card, you, you had to answer to somebody. I didn't come home and my mother was on crack and my father was on alcohol. I come from a two-parent family. I'm so glad we ate together. So, so glad, Lord have mercy, we, we were in the home. Thank you, Jesus. And I come from a history yeah, of commitment. 
of parents who love the Lord. And they didn't care what you thought. And they could say no. And no never turned to yes. Once you got a no, it was no forever. Can I get a witness? Uh, parents that didn't, pa parents that didn't have to, listen, put up with your mess. Parents that didn't have to have a need for your love. They differentiated what you needed and what they were given. Can I get a witness? I'm so glad. Thank you, mom and dad. I'm so glad that I, that I had parents that, when I was wrong, would whip me. I, I know I'm messing up now. Parents that would punish me. Can I get a witness? Parents that would hug and kiss me. Parents that had ethics. I wasn't raised by social media. I wasn't raised through the Ed Sullivan show. I, Lord have mercy. I wasn't raised through Lawrence Welk. I was raised by parents. Can I get a witness? Yeah, who stayed on us with a whole bunch of rules and regulations. And I, I'm, I'm so sick of this age that nobody wants rules. Everybody just wants relationships. It doesn't work like that. You need rules and relationships. Can I get a witness? You need both of them happening. That's why y'all can't keep no job because your parents messed you up. Now you go to work and the man ain't taking that mess. Can I get a witness? You need to know that everything engineered into us was for our good. I'm going to lay it out. I'm going to lay it out there. I'm going to lay it out. Because at the time this stuff was happening in my life, I thought my parents was mean. Didn't you think they were mean? I thought they was mean. Nineteen sixty-six, man, I went and got my hair done. My my two older brothers had their hair done. I went and got my hair done. Six dollars, man. Man, put that ultra wave in there. Had my waves. I walked up the street with my black handkerchief out of my black pocket, and a little girl said, "Oh, you look so handsome," and, and I. I got home, my mother grabbed me by the collar, drug me upstairs and took that brown soap and started scrubbing. And my hair turned red and blue. And I, I said, what are you doing? She said, you ain't wearing that in your hair. Lord, and they picked our friends, didn't they? No, you ain't going to be with that boy. Can I get a witness? How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? We had parents. It's tight, but it's right. And you couldn't hide nothing in the drawers either. Because mom went through the drawers. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? They opened the drawers while you was at school. They, they, they threw clothes. They, come on now. I had to buy loose cigarettes on the way to school. All those rules. Man, I'll be glad when I get out of here. It's too tough. No. 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 Little did I know 
that the hardness led to my wholesomeness. Little, little, little. Little did I know that guys that I grew up with that are dead, strung out on drugs, in jail for life, the reason it didn't hit me because I had a guiding light. Let me, let me get, you, get you out of here. Let me get you out of here. The scribes and Pharisees, verse 3, brought unto him a woman taken in the act of adultery. And when they had set her in the midst. Now, now the first thing, there, there's a self-disclosure of pride. See, what pride does, pride to put emphasis on law but not love. The scribes and Pharisees and Sadducees didn't even like each other. The scribes were code people of the recordings of scripture. The Pharisees were concerned about false conduct. They were dressed up on the outside, but dead man's bones on the inside. Can I get a witness? They, they, they came off as being holy, but they was full of hell on the inside. And the Sadducees didn't even believe in spirits and resurrection. So these enemies got together just to trap Jesus. Can I get a witness? And, 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 they, and they bring this woman, this woman, this woman. Notice the woman has no name. Some say it's Mary Magdalene. We don't know. The woman has no name. They brought this woman to Jesus. They're cold. They're calculated. They're condemning. But God and Jesus' reputation, listen to this, Jesus' reputation was a reputation, and I want you to see this, of someone who was compassionate and forgiving. Now, 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 uh, the Bible says that, um, amen, in one of the epistles, the same that have sinned much loveth much. And we'll, and we'll come back to that. That when you understand where the Lord has brought you from, you don't come off the wrong way towards other people. And so the Pharisees and the, and, and the scribes take this woman, verse 4, they say unto him, Master, look, 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 look at the, look at the lie. They hate him. Master, master. And years ago, our preacher's sermon said, if Jesus came to your house. Now, now, listen to this proposition. If Jesus came to your house and you cracked the blind and said, oh, it's Jesus. How long would it take for you to let him in? What would you have to put away to let the Lord in your house? A pipe, a bottle, pornography. What, what is it that you would have to, wait a minute, Lord, I'll be right there. And, and, and here's, here's the stupidity. He already knows on the front step. I'm, I'm, I'm preaching to somebody. He, he already knows on the front step what you into and what you got in there. You can't hide from the Lord. You cut the lights out, talking about, well, let's cut the, and that's why, you know, you, let's cut the lights out, because the lights go out don't mean the Lord went out. Because you got some secret doesn't mean the Lord doesn't know about it. Check this out. We caught this woman taken in the act, in the very act, very act of adultery. In other words, 
When we bust down the door, we found her in bed. Very act. Mm. Very act. Now, here's what they suggested, a sentencing. A sentencing. A sentencing. Now, Moses in the law commanded us, Deuteronomy, that such should be stoned. But what do you say? Now, this woman, she's out of the picture now because here's what's happening. Jesus' reputation is one that's compassionate and forgiving. Their reputation is one that's condemning and cold. Here's what Moses said. What are you saying? All Jesus had to do was feed into that because Moses in the sight of Israel was a great man. Jews said he was so great, God had to hide Moses' body when he died because Israel would have worshipped him. Satan and the angel from God, Michael, the archangel, were fighting over Moses' body. That's in the book of Jude. It's interesting. So you dare speak out against Moses. And, 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 look, and look what it says. What are you saying? This they said, tempting him, that they might have to accuse him. Amen. And I love this. I love this. I love this because what they're doing, in essence, is taking their cold, calculated, condemning, critiquing, criticizing spirit and using this woman as an object to attack Jesus. St. Matthews, in 2016, I want us to be more loving, less critiquing, less criticizing, less controlling, let's Let's ask the Lord to help us just serve one another. Let's compliment one another rather than complain. It's not, it's not a perfect world. Are y'all getting this? Anybody on staff know I work overtime trying to prepare a man uh, grass for these, for these sheep. We, try, we, we work overtime trying to do what's best for you. Yeah. I'm not looking, listen to this, to man for appreciation. I'm not looking for man, a man, to give me a sense of accomplishment. What I do, I do for the Lord. And, 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 and one of the reasons that people out of pride do what they do is because they're looking for something to come back from the people they're doing it to and doing it for. Can I get a witness? You, God doesn't want you to step on somebody, push them down so you can come up. Can I get a witness? And, and at the real base of all these problems is the enigma, listen, is that spiritual psychological uh, bug called self-acceptance. See, we got problems with the way we are. We got problems with self-acceptance. We got problems with our own image. I don't feel good about myself, so I can't feel good about nobody else. Can I get a witness? I don't see myself as successful, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to criticize you when you think you're successful. Ah, I just can't come alongside and encourage you. Great job. How can I help you? We, we can't do that. We, we like crabs in a basket. 
I watch people in this congregation get new homes, new homes. There's three people in here with million-dollar homes, new homes. And, and all you got to say, yeah, you didn't even say, baby, you know, I, I like to have a house one morning. Stand oh, praise Jesus. Thank God you got a new home. We like them crabs. We sitting there, how they get that? Uh-huh. What they into? We just tear each other down. Pull up a new car. Why don't you just go out in the parking lot saying, beautiful, beautiful car. Why you got to start critiquing where this stuff is coming from? I'm preaching up in this place. Years ago, I had my pastor's aide across the street. Years ago, 25, 30 years ago, I had a pastor's aide. Uh, 25, 28 years ago, I had a pastor's aide. Pastor's aide on a, a pastor's anniversary, they come up, they buy me two and three new suits. Love them. Nah, I stopped all that. I buy my own suits. In the name of Jesus. Because folk in the church, you know, we get crazy. By the way, I tied 10%. When you do what I do, you get what I got. Let that one go to your head too. Praise the Lord. And, 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 and the fact of the matter is, is why do we have to feel, come on now, the need to tear one another down? When the Bible says all of you are messed up. When the Bible says all of you are on your way to hell. When the Bible says there's none good, no, not one. And that lottery's up to a billion dollars. Don't you bring none of that money up in here. If you hit, come to my study. I, I got some private oil for you. Check it out, check it out, check it out, check it out. I get calls on that too. Check it out. Hmm. Look, look, look at the progression. Not only is there a self, Lord have mercy, a sense of self-disclosure with pride, there's a self-deception with pretension. Romans 2 was read in your hearing. Let me lay this out as logically as I can. Paul wrote the book of Romans. Isn't that right? And by the way, when Paul wrote Romans, I don't know if you know this, uh, Christian history tells us that in 17, 1800s, Harvard and Yale were Christian schools. They were law schools, but they were Christian schools. In order to pass your bar at Harvard and uh, uh, Yale, you had to take the Book of Romans because the Book of Romans puts out a logical sequence for lawyers. So in chapter 1, Paul says, look, all Gentiles are under sin. When he gets to the end of Romans, he says, and in fact, those that are into kinky things, they are really under sin. God is giving you up, up, and over. Romans chapter 2, Jews, you religious folk, you're under sin. You had the oracles, you had the commandments, you, you boast about being God's people, but you did the same thing the folk in chapter 1 did. Oh, Lord. Chapter 3, Paul says, 
all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. For chapter 4, he talks about justification through Abraham, just as if you never sinned. Can I get a witness? 5, 6, and 7 was sanctification. 8 was glorification. Paul lays out a logical sequence of events, and it's obvious that this self-deception is no more than a pretentiousness in the life of the leaders of Israel. So Jesus says, let me expose these boys. Ah, uh, here we go. So when they, verse 6, he stooped down and his finger wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. Hmm. So when they continued asking him, no, notice the continuous tense. He lifted up himself and said unto them, listen to this, he that is without sin, sin is in the singular, he that is without specificity, this sin. Why? Let me tell you why they got convicted and went out. Because what they didn't, they gave you revelation with no illumination. Jesus is the word of God. He said, let me tell you what Deuteronomy 17 and Deuteronomy 13 is talking about. Yes, when someone's caught in the act of adultery, you bring them and you need two or three eyewitnesses. But if it can be proven that your hands is in the same mess, then God's going to kill you. So when you lynch me, you lynch yourself. I'm preaching up in this place now. Can I get a witness? Uh, 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 ch a child of God, child of God. And, and, and the Bible says that uh, let him without sin cast the first stone at her. And again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. Notice the silence and the spaces. He's giving them time to process. He's gracious. He's giving them time, amen, to understand that they too have a problem. And look what the Bible says in verse 9. And they which heard it being convicted in their own what? Your conscience is not the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Your conscience is an alarm system because every man, woman, and child born into the flesh has the stamp of God on their soul. There's a cosmological argument, there's a theological argument, there's an ontological argument for the existence of God. Every man, we know, Psalm 8, we know there's a God when we look at the sun, the moon, and stars. You know man that put that up there. They're taking shifts, isn't that right? When, when the sun goes down, the moon comes up. When the moon goes down, the sun comes up. Can I get a stars? And God says, I know all the stars by name. There's Milky Ways. There's, there's all kind of galaxies, millions and millions of galaxies that have not been explored. And God, we know there is a God. Oh, what is man? That thou art mindful of him, or the son of man, that thou visitest him. When you see a black cow eat green grass and give white milk, you know there's a God. When you see these, these different seasons take shifts, you know there is a God. Check it out. Don't miss this. They were convicted. Their alarm system went off in their conscience. And even when I was unsaved in the world, running the streets, fornicating, getting high, come on now, I still had an alarm system, didn't I, Bruce? Didn't, didn't you have an alarm system? Didn't, didn't you have an alarm system when you was out there with that wacky weed? Don't get new up in here. Didn't, didn't you have an alarm system 
Some, sometimes the alarm system said, enough is enough is enough. Come on now, you, you, you had an alarm system and, and they went out one by one beginning with the oldest. Why the oldest? Because the oldest can account for more sin. Can I get a witness? And child of God, Jesus, <laughs> yeah, has preempted this critical condemning spirit towards this woman. And you got a lot of stinking nerve to have lived in sin, get saved, and now you're going to look down at others. You got a lot of stinking nerve. Well, let's ask a question. How many men were you with? You told your husband you was a virgin. You were a virgin. How many men were you with? uh, Men, men, how many women were you with? Y'all come up in church acting like ain't nothing happening. And then you get up here with these young people like you never did anything wrong. Y'all can't make a mistake. Y'all can't do it. Oh, no. We got secret sins. Don't we have secret sins? We got stuff that the Lord put up on that screen. We all run out of here. I know I would be leading. I, I know I run. They say, is that pastor going there? Yes, it is. I, I run out of here, Doc. Let me tell you why we criticize. Let me tell you why we critique. Let me tell you why, why we control. Let me tell you why we do it. Because we want to emerge superior. And it's a lie from the pit. It's a lie from the pit. I've been here 29 years. There are some things that didn't happen. I wish they would. They did happen. But when I step back by the grace of God and look at everything, the law's been good. You say what you want to say. The law's been good. He's been real good. He's better to me than I am to myself. The Lord is graceful. The Lord is merciful. The Lord is long-suffering. So why can't you transfer that to your wife, to your husband, to your children, to other church members? Why can't you, Lord have mercy, why can't you uh, forget about yourself? Why, Why can't you serve somebody else? Why can't you wash somebody else's feet? Why can't you come along somebody else and give them some help? Why are you so concerned just about me, myself, and I? It's the spirit of pride, a spirit of pretension, a spirit of selfishness. All of us, we got our own agendas. Look at the final thing here. Don't miss this. By the way, let me throw this out parenthetically for the TV people. I have nothing against your sexual orientation. Nothing. Whatever you want to do, you're going to do it between you and God. But what I will not allow as pastor is for you to call right wrong and wrong right. That ain't happening, God. That ain't happening. If you want to follow this culture to hell, believing that you can live any kind of way you want, do whatever you want to do, get as kinky as you want to get a kinky, and your Jesus is going to love you anyway, that's a lie from the pit. 
Can I get a witness? Child of God, you, you need to understand something, amen, that the wages of sin is death. Whatever your orientation is, that's fine, but don't sit up here talking about my Jesus is okay with it. He's not. I'll show it to you in a minute. Verse 10, when Jesus had lifted up himself, now he was on the ground all the time. We don't know what he was writing. Some say he was writing their sins, their lack of belief, their behaviors. He might have been writing the people they had been to bed with. Nephteria and Someria and Jesus. Look at this. When he uh, lifted up himself and saw none but the woman. Now, now let me let me stop here. Because the problem in the church is that we need to be left alone with Jesus. It's not until you get alone with my Lord that my Lord can start pointing stuff out. Can I get a witness? Yeah, 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 those leaders, they were blinded, beguiled, they were blocked from truth. But when you, when you look at this last part, we see self-demotion of this woman, which, which translates into power. And notice, no, notice true transformation is to get alone with the master. I, I asked Tamika, she's in charge of a, a operation. I said, in the bulletin, there's a schedule for reading scripture. You can read through the Bible in a year. Let's put that back in. And, and right now, today, if I get up to, I think, Genesis 18, I'll be caught up. I'm going home, and I'm going to read 18 chapters of Genesis, so I'll be caught up. And every week, I'm going to stay caught up with reading the Word according to the schedule in this bulletin. I want you to do the same. Here's why. Because I need to get alone with Jesus. Do I have a witness? Do y'all read y'all Bibles? Y'all read your Bibles? Do you understand what you're reading? No, you don't. Listen to this. I need to get along with Jesus. Can I get a witness? And, and child of God, look what it says. Look what it says. Woman, look what he says. Where are those thine accusers? Have no man accused thee? She said, no man, Lord. Jesus said, neither do I accuse you. No, 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 no. Let's, let's, let's look at the character, compassion, forgiveness of Jesus. I don't accuse you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. John 3.16. Here's John 3.17. For God sent not his son to the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might get saved. Isn't that in the Bible? Uh, Moses was alone with God at the burning bush. Ezekiel was alone with God at the river Chebar and, and at a graveyard. Can I get a witness? Paul was alone with Jesus in the Arabian desert for three years. Child of God in the book of Galatians. But this woman is alone with Jesus and she said, no man, Lord. What does Lord denote? I'm glad you asked. Hmm. That he's God, the Son, and Son of God. He's Kurios. He's Lord. He, uh, 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 she, she believes Jesus is her grace. He is her guidance. He is her glory. 
I don't condemn you. I don't, I don't condemn you. I don't condemn you. I don't condemn you. I don't condemn you. Raymond Gordon, I don't condemn you for your past fornication. I don't condemn you for getting high. I don't condemn you for partying. I don't condemn you for being messed up in your mind and in your heart and in your will. I don't condemn you for your past cursing. Hey, can I get a witness? Jesus says, I'm not here to condemn you. We need to stop condemning each other. But wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't condemn you. Now go. I'm releasing you. We need a release from Jesus. See, that deals with all that guilt and, and inward anger and all that self-deception, all that self-mess that keeps messing with our acceptance factor. My God. See, listen, we are accepted in the beloved. I appreciate your compliments. You come up to me, Pastor, I, I appreciate them. I don't need them to live because I know who I am in Christ. If you never said anything to me, I, 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 I am encouraged by the word of God. Can I get a witness? I am encouraged by Scripture. I am encouraged by the Holy Spirit. Be not dismayed. Can I get a witness? The, the songwriter can encourage us in a hymn book. Hallelujah. That's why the songwriter said, Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. I'm an heir of salvation, purchase of God, born of a spirit, washing his blood. This is. My story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. He will fight your battles. He will lead you. He will guide you. He will direct you. He will lift you up. He will forgive you. He will help you. He will transform you. Can I get a witness? He, he, he is able. Look what he says to this woman. Go and sin. What? Huh? Oh, nobody saw that one. Look, I've redeemed you. I've released you. Now I'm demanding you come out of your sin. Go and sin no more. All young ladies, stand up. Young ladies, stand up. Look at these pretty young ladies. God bless you. You're precious. You're precious in God's sight. You belong to God. Can I get a witness? Hey, amen. How many of y'all getting ready to go to college? I mean, put your hand up, baby. You're getting ready to go to college. Come on, put your hand up. Hey, don't, don't be afraid. Pastor loves you. How many of y'all in high school? Raise your hand. Don't you let no. Come on, Pastor. Don't give away your treasure. Can I get a witness? Uh, uh, the Bible says you, you ought to guard that thing. Virtuous woman, guard it, guard it, guard it. Don't let nobody talk you out of it. Don't let nobody compromise you to take it. I, I want you to have, amen, come on now. You, you got to abstain. Do I have a witness? Yeah, in the name of Jesus. And if somebody really loves you, they'll wait on you. Do I have a witness? Young men, stand up. Stand up. I only got two categories, so y'all got to get up. Hey, 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 fact of the matter, same with y'all. That's right. 
Do not compromise your character. Stay pure. Stay focused. Stay faithful. And the Lord will bless you. He'll open up doors that no man can open and close doors that no man can shut. But go and sin no more. And we're going to be kinder, more tender-hearted, more loving, more accepting. Can I get a witness? That's what we're going to do in 2016. No more critiquing, no more criticism, no more controlling, no more anger, no more condemning. We're going to love, for love will cover a multitude of sins. Can we attempt in this year, starting today, to be more loving? Can we work on this thing of being more loving? Being more loving, not just in church, on your job, at your home, with your mate, with your children, at school. We want to be more loving. For Listen, listen, for the world will know that you're my disciples by the love you have for one another. Can we be more loving? Now, let me ask this. Transparency and therapeutic preaching will make you do this. How many of you know you struggle with being tender? Raise your hand. All right, stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up. Come on, everybody struggles. Stand up. Stand up. You struggle with being more tender. You struggle with being less condemning. I mean, you, I mean, you struggle with being condemning. How many of y'all struggle with that? Yes, yes, we, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad we got honesty up in this place. I'm, I'm going to make a pledge with you guys. Because the rest of them that's sitting down, they're struggling with something. We're going to ask the Lord to break this fleshly, unfruitful model. It's not God's will for you and I to be condemning and criticizing, critiquing, controlling anybody. God wants us to display love. And biblical love is giving and expecting nothing in return. Father, these people that have stood this morning have acknowledged publicly that they struggle with a spirit of condemnation, criticizing, critiquing, controlling, tearing others down. God, as Jesus operated on this woman, operate on us. Help us just to accept people the way they are and love them in spite of themselves. Give us a new love for 2016. Give us a new way of liberating others. And God, we pray that you would dismantle the historical hurts within our hearts that causes us to hurt others. Because the ones that were hurt the most hurt the most. 
Help us not to hurt. Help us to help. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, as you are standing, if you need to be saved, raise your hand. You want to give your life to Jesus Christ. He died for your sins, buried is day one. You want to join the church? Guys, in the bus ministry first, raise your hand if you want to give your life to Christ. Come on now, raise your hand. If you're not saved, raise your hand. Jesus died for your sins. In the congregation, anybody? Is there anybody? Is there anybody that needs to give their life to Christ? Look at, look at Jesus. 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 Come on, baby. Oh, I love you. I love you. All right. All right, my brother. How you doing, man? Praise Jesus. All right. I'm a, uh, anybody in here? Come on out. Come on. Come on. Come on, baby. Come on. Praise Jesus. Come on, sir. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Uh, is there another? You want to give your life to Christ or you want to join the church? Come on. We want to be more loving. We want to be more loving. More loving. More loving. Praise God. I know how to be cold. God wants us to be hot. Praise Jesus. Come on. Come on, my brother. Thank you, man. Praise Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, my brother. Is there another? Is there another? Is there another? How many of you struggle with feeling loved and loving others? Raise your hand. You struggle with love. You struggle with love. You struggle with love. I, a lot of us in the balcony. Yes, we got historical hurts. We struggle with love. Father, bless these people. Break the yoke that binds. Move by your spirit and give us freedom within ourselves to come out of ourselves and to love someone else. In Jesus' name, amen. That's for that whole balcony up there. All, all of you saved, praise God, amen. All right? I don't know about you, but I'm fragmented. I hurt. I got bondage in my life. I'm looking for the Lord to bring healing to me, for me, in me, through me. Can I get a witness? Here's our assignment for 2016. We're not going to have these counterfeit condemning spirits. We're going to reach out and love everybody. From the top of their head to the bottom of their feet. Love them like they're your own child. Love them like they have loved you. Love them. We need to love each other. We need to compliment each other. We need to lift each other up. Can I get a witness? We thank God for you guys coming up here. Praise God. I'm going to ask you to follow our ministers. Amen. Thanks a lot, my brother. Thank you, my brother. Praise Jesus. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Amen. <laughs> All right. Pray for your past. I got to go to Birmingham, Alabama tomorrow. And amen. Thank you. For my lovely wife, my kids in the back, thank you for all of you. Amen. Now, we're going to start this journey of love. And if we don't love, I'm going to lay you out. Uh, we're going to start this journey of love, Kent. We're loving everybody. We're not loving a clique. We're not loving our favorites. We're going to love everybody. So here's what I want to do. Since we're going to try to reach out and love everybody, because I know your cliques already, everybody on this side, can you come out? Come on out. Come on out. On this side, just on this side. Listen, pay attention. Come on out this way. Follow past his hand. Come on. Come on. Don't look back, Brother Gray. 
Praise the Lord. Come on. Go over to the far side and greet people over there and show them love. Come on now. That's what's wrong in this church. We got these cliques. Amen. Praise the Lord. Just, 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 that's it. Just, just show some love. All right. Everybody in this section, just move over to the next section. Shake hands, show love. Come on now. Move out. Move out. I'm taking you out of your comfort zone. Some of y'all was ready for that back door to open up. Come on. In the name of Jesus. That's it. What a fellowship. What a joy divine. Leaning on the everlasting arm. Come on. This section here. This section here. This section here. This section here. Do something. We love you. Father, bless the food that has been prepared next door. Bless our discipleship classes. Help us to love everybody fervently in Jesus' name. Amen.